This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. In a world consumed by the pursuit of material possessions and external validation, a profound longing stirs within the depths of the human spirit. It is a yearning for something more profound, a call to embark on a spiritual journey in search of meaning, purpose, and a connection to the very essence of existence itself. Karina invites us to explore the realms beyond the physical, to delve into the depths of your soul and awaken the dormant spirituality that resides within each and every one of us. Her work and wisdom are roadmaps for those seeking solace, enlightenment, and a deeper understanding of both themselves and the universe we inhabit. She invites us to cultivate a deep sense of self-awareness, compassion, and love. It encourages us to embrace the interconnectedness with all beings, the natural world, and the cosmos itself. It is a call to live in harmony with the rhythms of life, to honor the sacredness of every moment, and to become co-creators of a more compassionate and enlightened world. Valeria interviews Karina Curry. She is the author of Awakening, A Journey from Medication to Meditation. Karina Curry is a holistic life guide devoted to helping others thrive. As an author and certified holistic health coach, she empowers people to transform their lives through self-compassion, mindful living, and spiritual growth. Karina's own journey from rock bottom to rebirth taught her that lasting change comes from within. Through integrative techniques, including meditation and emotional healing, she guides clients to rediscover their inner light. Her approach is grounded in compassion, intuition, and deep listening. She creates a safe, judgment-free space for people to unpack old wounds, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect to their highest potential. Whether you feel lost, anxious, or simply ready to move to the next level of your personal expansion, Karina is here to support your awakening. Let's walk this profound path of self-discovery together. With new perspectives and renewed purpose, you'll gain the tools to live a life of greater meaning, balance, and joy. Meet Karina at karina.life backslash home one. Here's the interview with Karina Curry. In your own words, who is Karina Curry? Uh, I am the universe in action. Mm-hmm. That's who I believe I am. I don't. I don't like to 
say the identities, right, that I put on every day because we all have these masks that we have to put on, a mask of being a parent. Not that it's it's a farce is the truth, but when we are parents, we put the mask on. When I go to work, I put the mask on. It's necessary, right? Because the ego needs that. But true, mm. the true Karina is the universe in action. Mm, wow. <laughs> I love that answer. The universe in action, right? Ah, and then, I mean, I have to, to take a deep breath. Yeah, that's, yeah. So since you mentioned the ego, that's an interesting concept, which I, I also have understood as the separate self or the way mm. the mind interpret this reality by being in the mm. body, then we feel separate from everything else. What is your understanding of the ego, Karina, besides putting masks to socialize, you know, and now share reality? What else can you say about the ego? Uh, yes, the ego is that little voice, right, that's trying to keep us safe. Um, but I think a lot of times it keeps us from having clarity. Um, so I am always trying to bypass the ego. That's why I journal a lot, because um, I think putting in paper the, your feelings, you can bypass the ego. You know, you're not letting him talking you out of it. Thing, things that you that you believe is true to you at that moment. So that's how I feel about the ego. I'm trying to always bypass his his reasoning for, and I'm, sometimes I talk to my ego. I, I say, it's okay. You're safe. You're not going to die. Mm, yes. <laughs> I'm going to do this yes. and we're going to be okay. We're going <laughs> to yes. be okay. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a baby, right, Karina, yes. in a way? Yes, That's interesting. Do you see the ego being actually valuable in a sense of the human experience? Do you think we would be able to have actually the human experience without the ego? It feels to me like we wouldn't. It wouldn't be necessary. No, I agree with you. We need it. It's just finding that balance, right? Because as Freud explains, the three levels of the ego, the, I, the ID, the ego, and the superego, right? We have to live right there in the middle. We can be childish and we cannot be too judgmental, right? We yeah. have to. Mm. So it's finding that balance with your ego. and. Um, it takes a long time. It takes, uh, I'm 48 and I'm just learning to work with it, you know? So it's just something that takes a lot of practice and self-awareness. Ah, that's a big one. Yes. That's great to hear. It's encouraging because a lot of times we feel like I feel sometimes that I'm just regressing because of some of the mental content, you know, childhood trauma that I have had. And then I, I feel like some of that insecurity, some of that fear coming back, manifesting itself all of a sudden. And then it's almost, it's blinding, actually. It's almost like it, it hijacks the mind for a moment, you know. My way of seeing reality, the spiritual mind actually gets in the way of the spiritual mind. So, but you're saying that's something that it never really goes away. And it's necessary, right, Karina, in a way. So we, we need to make peace with it in a way and find harmony. Exactly. It's, it's never going to weigh. I mean, it's, it's you know, the, the ego was created because you needed, right, to survive, especially as a child, right? So, but it just, you, like I said, you just kind of, kind of work, got to work with it and find balance with it and learn how to uh, not let take in your clarity. And you, you, like you said, uh, childhood traumas are a big part because it stays in your subconscious. Right. So 95% mm. of the, the way you react to things is through your subconscious and is everything that you learn 
from zero to seven-year-olds, right? Dogmas, um, things that you, your parents, they did the best they could, but they're also doing what they know. And then what they know may be good for at that time when they were growing up or it was something that it was good for their parents because it's what their parents taught them. But we need to learn to do better. So we need to, but I, I really believe that for you to buy, to grow out of that, you need to heal. You, I always say you need to feel to heal, right? You need to go into that inner child, the, those, those traumas and face that and release them. But it takes work and it's painful sometimes. I've, I've been doing this work for five years now without medication. So um, because medication really numbs all your feelings. So you use that as a crutch. That's the problem today. A lot of people don't want to feel things. So they find crutches like alcohol, marijuana, or, you know, uh, antidepressants because it's really hard to face, but the best, but you just, you just pushing the problem. It's like, um, if you put a banana in your purse yeah. and you close the purse Mm-hmm. And three months from now, the <laughs> outside of the purse still looks the same, but mm-hmm. you open is something mm-hmm. putrid in there, right? Yes. So it's the same thing with mm-hmm. all this trauma. You just mm-hmm. you're just not facing it, but still there, growing yeah. a life of his own and mm-hmm. just becoming uglier and uglier. Mm, wow. That's a very powerful analogy. I never heard it that way. Yes, so true. And it takes courage, doesn't it, Karina, to do the healing work. I noticed that with people around me, and includes my husband, it's not easy, you know, to talk to him even about some of his triggers. And of course, he's not open to do therapy or anything like that. Maybe plant medicine is one of the things that I would I suggested to him. It, it seems like he's open to it. But I wonder why so many of us are not open to healing, even though we know that there's something that's getting in the way of our own peace and happiness. Why do you think that is? Fear. fear. I think the fear paralyzes us. And um, it's once you understand the universe that I always tell my clients, what is the worst that could happen? You just, you know, what's the worst? Tell me what's the worst that could happen. And once you face that, so I could heal. Wow. You know, so but it is, it is hard to go in there because there's going to be a lot of emotions. And I know myself, I done plant medicine. I done a lot of therapy. And I do, I use a holistic coach myself. And sometimes, you know, we will be talking for two hours and I just, I can't believe it. I'm like, I think that I took a layer and there's like 10 other layers. Yes. yes yeah. That's it. <laughs> The, yes. the healing process is yeah. never over, but it is mm-hmm. painful. I gotta, I gotta give it to us. You know, we're doing it. It is sometimes uncomfortable because you gotta face things, but you also have to be gentle with yourself. You have to learn to forgive yourself. You have to learn to give yourself grace because you're doing this work, and we're all. And you also have to love what is. We're all here trying, learning, teaching, and love what is. It is what it is. There's nothing you can do about. And I I follow this. I read several books by Byron Katie. And she says, um, there's three kinds of business, right? My business, your business, and God's business. And you got to focus on your business. Heal yourself. Because once you heal yourself, you can see others with so much more compassion. So actually, you know, that would be a book, a good book for you to read, to work with your husband, yes. because she gives a lot of tips 
on how to to question ourselves. You know, why are you feeling this way about him? Is it? And and she and she puts in she um, makes you write um, statements, and then she does these four powerful questions. And one of the questions is, is it true? And normally it's a yes or no, but most of the time is no. But is our brain is confused, right? Because of the ego is always, it's not giving us clarity. So mm-hmm. what we seeing is really not what it is. Yeah. So that's why she says, love what is, accept what is. Mm, wow. Yeah, that's powerful. Just listening to you now without reading her book. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. One of the things that I have realized is, is that no matter how high we go in a sense of a spiritual understanding, which I have a spiritual knowledge. I'm a student of Vedanta, which is, you probably heard non-duality philosophy from India. Mm-hmm. Not sure if you heard about Vedanta, but I'm a student of that philosophy. And it goes as deep as we can possibly go with the spiritual understandings. But then coming down, it's not easy because then it's easier for me to open up to the idea of losing the body even. I actually relax if something were to happen and I was diagnosed with, I don't know, like a deadly disease, then it would be so much easier to just let go. And I know that that has to do with the root chakra. But then the heart chakra is the, is the hardest one. That's, it's so guarded. It doesn't open easily. And that's what I have realized. It seems to me that this is what's happening here. It seems to me. But this, the interview is not about having a session here with you because I know sometimes <laughs> it happens. I interview a lot of you know therapists and spiritual teachers and we just go on and on. But, uh, but uh, another thing about <laughs> yeah. the, the heart chakra is so yeah. important, right? The heart chakra is, your, is the most important organ of the body. And yes, it, and I, I understand what you're saying because I'm always trying to open my heart chakra. And when I feel like I'm almost there, something happens and you're like... You feel that fear and it paralyzes you again and you feel like shut down. So it's a constant work. Yes. Yeah. That's what my commitment is, right? To not to give up on that, to just keep bringing clarity to it. So in speaking of that, so going through, you know, doing the work of healing, talk to me about what you do as a holistic health coach and spiritual coach. How does it work and what is your main intention, Karina, with this work? So my main main intention is to enlighten people and the power of your mind uh, in connection with your body and soul. It's it's a, the whole right, the wholeness of yours. It's not just uh, work on the mind, but work on your body. So I empower people to be become the best version of themselves, and I also empower people not to um, if they are using um, medication. I empower them to. It's not for everybody, of course, because there are some, you know, chemical imbalances in the brain that you cannot get off medication as easily. But I empower them to get off medication and find other ways to connect with your joy um, or or not to find not to get into crutches to connect, to just really learn how to feel and be okay with things to happen and release it and work on these traumas and just let it go mm-hmm. and live in the present moment, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you were thinking yeah. about the past, you're not living in the now. And I'm sure you read Eckhart Tolle, oh, yeah. Lao Tzu, yes. uh, Dr. Dispenza. None of this information is new. It's been there for a long time. And it's... it's wow. It's beautiful, though, to see, as I said, off record, so many people going through, so many people that I'm in touch with, 
going through the healing journey and then open up to help others, kind of bringing the light, you know, to, to others. It's just incredibly beautiful. And I know that I want to mention the book that you have written, Awakening, A Journey from Medication to Meditation. And that's such an important topic because we see, it was not my case, but I know so many people do that. It's very common, especially in the United States. I'm sure it's not the only country. I'm not sure about Brazil, our country that we are from, you and I, but so many people get used to escaping the pain of feelings, numbing, as you said, and this is not the way to do it. So it's very much needed what you're doing. Do you actually suggest, have to go straight to the topic of uh, plant medicine, do you suggest to your clients that they actually try that to some of them? Are they open to it? Yes, I do. So plant medi medi um, medication is something that's very sacred to me and has to be done in a very spiritual, yes. uh, safe environment with somebody that's really knowledgeable. So... I tell people to be very careful when you do that because it can uh, it can cause some trauma itself if it's not done correctly. It's not done with the whole mindset that is a, a opening to your higher consciousness, right? To the divine. So I, um, but I do to some clients who are open to, but it's a whole process, right? For you to do that, you have to be off medication. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You have to be in a place where you have to be ready for. So I do, I, I, I have great success with plant medicine, medication. I done, I was able to taper off because when I was on medication myself for 10 years, um, I went to my psychiatrist and I said, I encourage people to take charge of their own life and their own health and their own happiness because you are you are the one in charge and and once you realize that it becomes an easier journey right so i i when i discovered that i went to my psychiatrist and i said i want to get off medication well the way big pharma is set up here in the united states they have a whole plan unfortunately it's about making money so they they plug you into the these medications and then you by the time I was done with the medication, because each med medication has a side effect. And so you have to take another medication for, I was taking six medications. Wow. I was seeing three different doctors. Wow. So I, when I told her that I no longer wanted to take it, she was like, Oh no, you can't do that. So I started doing my own research and I was able to taper off with the use of uh, microdosing on psychedelics on mushroom. And so I did that myself with the help of some knowledgeable people. And then I went, I did three ayahuasca ceremonies since then. And everyone has been just as powerful. Mm. Um, I will continue to do it because uh, ayah is a very um, powerful medicine, very healing to the soul. Yes. And oh so, yes, I do recommend, but I also am very careful. I mean, I, I have the people that I use and I recommend them you know, go yes. to them. Yes. Uh, and some people want to do other things in other countries. I, I, I'm like I said, I'm just very careful how it's done because it, it's a very powerful um, medicine. You know, it needs to yes. be done right. Yes. Yeah, that resonates true to me. Of course, I have interviewed a lot of people and also read about it. I never done it myself. I was in France at a meditation center and. They gave it to me, it was involuntary. 
they gave it to me, a combination of, I don't know what, that was found in my blood later, that just had that effect. It opened up a lot of things, and that was kind of interesting. But it was not in the, in the proper way. But I remember having some clear moments of understanding of reality and all that. So I guess the question that comes to mind is, do you recommend one plant medicine over the other, psilocybin or ayahuasca, or it depends on the person? So it depends on a situation. Like uh, I believe I love mushrooms and ayahuasca are only one molecule away, but they work in a different way. So mushrooms are okay if you take with certain medications is not ayahuasca. It's absolutely, you can absolutely not be on medic in any SSRI or in even like some vitamins that um, affect the brain. So uh, it depends on the situation, but Mostly I, I tell people to use mushrooms if they're trying to get off medication or uh, just to have, to be, it helps tapering off. Plus the mushrooms are proven and they're doing a lot of uh, research. It's even now saying they're good for Lyme's disease. Mm, yes, I heard of that too. Yes. So, um, but if it wires parts of your brain that are... Um, they're dormant, right? So it fires them back up and it's it's very powerful that way. Ayahuasca, it's like if you want to have a very powerful uh, connection with the source, that's how I see it, you know, like I just, and, and just pull a lot of things out. Sometimes it can be painful. Sometimes it can be very pleasurable, um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not, it's, it can be gentle, but also can be not so gentle, you know. So it depends yes. which way you want to go. You know, do you want rip the Band-Aid full on? Oh, my God. Or you want to uh-huh. yes. ease yeah. into it, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah, I can imagine. Wow, there is a center here in Florida, actually, I think in Orlando, close to me. Mother Awaska is the name mm-hmm. of the place. They were able yeah. to open one here legally. So that's wonderful. That's a good yes. news. Because they use it as a um, church, a church, yeah. Yes, yep. it's under I think ceremony, right? Religious yes, ceremonies. Yes, I'm really excited though about the plant medicine kind of revolution. I think it's coming back. It was like in the back in the, in the 60s, right? In the 70s, it was really big, and now it's coming back. In a way, it, it seems to me for healing, it's coming back that way. So it's even better. Yes, I hope. I hope that the pharmaceutical companies don't get on the way to it because it actually ah. can. It, it what what the firms with this SSRIs do and stuff like that. They they mask the issue, but they don't really heal. Well, mushrooms actually heal the brain. Right. That's what is amazing, right. right? So I really hope mm. that pharmaceutical companies do not get in the way of this amazing revolution that we're having, like you said. But you know, people are waking up more and more. You see a lot more people like you and I were, and 10 years ago, people, you know, you talk about the universe and mm-hmm. cosmic truth and all yeah. that stuff. People would be looking at you like, like you're crazy, right? right? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad. Yeah. We can now openly talk about these things. Yes. I mean, it's, and it's stuff that I remember when I was a child, it was just right there, you know, looking up the sky and just talking to the stars. <laughs> I'm sure I was not the only one to do that. As children, we do that, I guess. But then we forget, you know, that it's not just, this journey is not just personal, it's universal. And I do believe, Karina, that 
healing takes us to the universal understanding of life. And that's what I call spirituality. What is your, actually, I have to ask the question this way. How do you define spirituality these days? So I define spirituality as uh, we all are particles of, of the, the source, right? We're all, and we are the source experiencing life. So mm-hmm. we're, I call ourselves God. Yeah, we're all too. particles <laughs> yes. of God. Because yes. people think of um, a lot of people that I talk about spirituality, they get confused because they feel like spirituality, it's, um, we don't believe in God. And I, my idea of God is not the same as most people. I believe that God is this, the source of all energy and we're all energy and we're all like you know, particles of, of it. And we are limitless and timeless and we just keep moving on, you know. And this body, this amazing vessel that was given to us to carry the soul is for us to experience everything life has here in this earth. So everything is valid. Everything is happens because it needs to happen. Nothing is just because. And um, so I believe in an amazing um, masters that came over here. I believe that once you're more evolved, you become like an ascended master. That's who I believe Jesus. And I have lots of ascended masters I believe in, Saint Germain, and they're they're kind of like guides to us, right? We can call upon them for help. And um, they're because at one time, and I, I really believe that we're all in training here to become like our like angels, like our King Jermaine Michael, so we can help other people go through the the life experience. That also resonates true to me, Karina. Going deeper into it, <laughs> the idea of spirituality. Yes, right. I guess it's the source, as you call God, the source kind of recognizing itself for what is with so much clarity that everything else vanishes. The separation, the feeling of separation is not there anymore. And, and that's when we merge back. And then we can be anything in a sense of light, anything that can uplift everything else around us. It's not even lower. Sometimes some people, they call it lower energies. Dance energies, not 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 in a sense of good or bad, but just dance energies, just lift them up. Uh, yeah, that makes sense to me, a lot of sense. And I noticed that some of us are actually not comfortable with the idea of not returning here as a human being. And that's interesting to hear. When I started this podcast, I remember I interviewed lots of spiritual teachers and some of them, women especially, they, they would say, yeah, I love this experience. I, I wanted to come back. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't want to come back here. <laughs> I don't want to be back here in this body <laughs> again and doing all, you know. And then the way they would say is just that, as you said, the vessel and we can experience everything, the duality of it, you know, all the, the pain and the pleasure. But I don't know. At some point, I guess we, some of us have had enough <laughs> of that too. <laughs> and then we just want yes. to experience something else. <laughs> nah, not yes. just the human body. But once you understand that we are eternal beings and that our life just moves on and each experience is unique and needed because, you know, we're here to serve. We're here as service. And it's not about you and me. It's about mm-hmm. the universe and the mm-hmm. the, pl- the bigger plan, right? Yes. And we're all here. You're talking about dense energy. I think we all have a vibration. And this work really helps us raise our vibration 
And raising our vibration is what brings us the sense of joy and, and more clarity. So it's like a constant work, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. and there's little things you can do, like express gratitude, you know, because then you understand that everything you need, you have, True. that you are enough, mm. Mm. that you are a limitless being here and you're it's just an amazing experience. You just got to, and, and, and growth comes with pain. So you got to start looking at pain as a learning curve. That's how I feel anyway. That's true. Yes. Yes. Especially in this realm, right? Of, of the human body mm-hmm. the, the, on earth. Yes. Right. Suffering. It's, this is a, there's something about lessons, about learning, growing that's connected to suffering, yeah, for sure. Uh, you said something interesting that resonated with me too. I'm trying to remember. Um, I forgot what you just said. Interesting. Gosh, I forgot. <laughs> you just said something very interesting about. Oh, yes. So, in a way, the way you explained that, it's almost that like we can experience heaven on earth, as some people say. That's what I heard from you. I interpreted it that way. So we can bring actually those high vibrational energies to this realm. Exactly. Exactly. So that's very uh, encouraging too. And, and that's true though. Although I don't think it is static. It's not a place that we stay there, right, Karina? As you said, the constant work, and for me, I call it healing. Some people might call it, a, give a different name or different title, but it's not, it's not a place to stay. It's interesting to, I think the knowledge, the realization that we are one with everything, it is a placeless place. But now when it comes to the integration of that understanding within the human experience, that it's almost a, a constant work. That's what it feels like. Yes. And the, and the way I like to look at nothing lasts yeah. mm. forever, the good or the bad. Yeah. So even if you're experiencing something that's not as pleasurable, it doesn't last you know, so that's why you, when you're in, experiencing the the good moments, you got to really be present because ah, it's not yes. going to last. And gratitude is one of them, as you mentioned. I love the just being content with what is here. I call it being present to what is present. That is, it's priceless to me. Mm-hmm. So going back to your book, what was the main, in, not even intention, I was about to say intention, but I want to, the word I want to use is purpose. What is, was the main purpose to write your book? I wrote this book. I was, it was my hope to reach people who were struggling with mental health issues, emotional pain, or life hardships, and let them know that healing is possible. This book is for the person who feels lost, who feels alone, or just like feel like they can't go on anymore, you know, just like we're talking about. Um, I want them to know that there is light in the end of the tunnel and is not the train (laughs) coming at you, right? (laughs) (laughs) Even if they can't see it right now, (laughs) because sometimes you, when you're down there, you, you can't see, you just so wrapped up in your own, the only, the own crap is going on in your life that you're like, I, 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 when I start this journey, right, my coach would say, um, you know, every morning express gratitude. And mm. sometimes you don't feel like it because you're like, I don't know, yes. what, what can I be grateful for? <laughs> I, I didn't know what to be grateful for. But little by little, it's the power of small steps. Little by little, the more you start exercising that, the more you start seeing things clear. So it's just start with small steps. So um, 
this book is for those who need to learn that it's okay to feel their feelings fully in order to heal. You know, they don't have to be stuck living in darkness. Uh, and it, it's about my journey, right? It shows that you can come out of the other side stronger, wiser, and more empowered to create a life of happiness and purpose. Because that's what I, I'm working towards. You know, like you said, it's, always, it's a constant work, but that's what I work every day. I wake up every day and I have my gratitude uh, moments. Then I have my meditation moments, you know, all the things that I do to just be who I am, to be my, my, my full mm. universe self, right? In mm. action, to be here mm. present, to be a light mm. to others who are seeking the light. And that is my goal. That's what I, I ask the universe every day. Let me be the light for the ones that are in darkness. Mm. Yes. And that's exactly what you're doing. You come across that way. When I looked at your website, I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> taking a deep breath of gratitude, appreciation. How wonderful to see people doing that. Human beings waking up to their own truth, really. That's the fundamental truth to me, that we are universal. We are the universe. We are everything there is. There's nothing else but our own essence everywhere. It's incredible, right, Karina, to realize that. It is. It is. And um, and I, I just hope this book can... Re I, I, when I wrote, my goal was like, if it can help 100 people over, you know, f help them, empower them to change their life for better, then I would be happy. Then my goal will be fulfilled. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Do, doing the work for yourself is already enough. Like when I read your book, going through your book, I was just thinking about that. It took courage, energy to do this, honesty. So it's incredibly beautiful. So Valeria, but I have a, a funny story because I've been working with my coach for three years and I kept telling her, I, I just feel like this, I need to write this book because I need to write, get this message out. And, and she's like, okay, well, you know, um, and that's what I teach people now. Okay, start with five minutes a day. Open your computer five minutes and write, write, you know, something, just write something. And it's the power of small habits, right? Uh -huh. uh, changing your habits, getting the, those good habits, just like five minutes of, I, I tell my clients, just try to close your eyes and, and focus on yourself for five minutes a day, a little meditation. And, you know, and then you can upgrade to longer meditations, you know, more powerful medication, meditations, but just do it five minutes um, a day. I mean, everybody has five minutes, right? To do a little meditation, to sit with, with yourself or go put your feet on the grass and feel the sun. And, and feel grateful for the sun and that creates life. So, um, but she said, she said, um, um, I went to a spiritual retreat in Brazil and it was the four days and it was all women and it was so powerful. And I left there with such a feeling of empowerment and I came home and I, I did not stop writing this book. Mm, yes, that's it. You see, it's a com commitment, isn't it, to Karina? Yes. We have to make that commitment to ourselves. I love in a book, I mentioned off record, the reconciliation with your mother, being able to see her deeply. And then I love the way you said that too. I wrote it down here, the way you wrote, you said, in that precious moment, I recognized the depth of my mother's love, a love that had never wavered despite my shortcomings. So she was always there, but sometimes we're, you're not able to see it. It was the same here too with my parents. 
It's interesting how sometimes it, it takes suffering, doesn't it? Like you said before, pain for us to go deeper into uh, certain things. Yes. And just to be able to see my mother for this wonderful, enlightened being that she was or she is, and, and to be able to love and accept her. And that's when my journey began, when I was able to love and accept her and see that she was an amazing being and I was a part of her. That's when my, my healing journey really began, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Because it seems also to me, Karina, that we are connected to certain people in this lifetime for a reason, for a very deep reason. So it's, it's important to pay attention to that. And I know it's not easy. Sometimes we just, like, as you said, too, uh, it's just not easy to look at certain things with our family and then we just want to run from them. But yeah, I do trust that, that there is a, there's something here that have guided me here. So it, it knows what it's doing. Yes, the synchronicities of the universe, right? That sometimes we're not in tune, attuned to it because we are uh, masking our, our feelings through, like I said, to crutch, uh, with crutches like alcohol and stuff like that. So that's why it's so important to be um, always aware, you know, self-awareness is the best thing you can do because once you're aware of yourself, you can be aware of the these synchronicities and you can be aware of everybody else mm-hmm. uh, and you can connect with them. So it's so important to to be, to have that awareness. Yes. I would say it's the, it's the, it's the I mean, it's a, the number one thing, what, the number one concept, let's say step, it would be that, yeah, self-awareness. For me, it was a, actually acceptance of everything that had happened because I was so caught up in the past, in that loop, that acceptance was my first step. But then it came from self-awareness anyway. So yeah, I guess self-awareness is the most powerful one. It comes first. There's something else that you said in your book that caught my attention beautifully. You said, true happiness could not be found in the embrace of another, but rather in the depth of my own soul. That stopped me. Yes. I spent I spend my whole life, uh, my most of my adult life looking for a savior because I felt like I needed to be saved. And that was um, the only person that can save myself, my, me, is myself. Mm. That's all. Mm. Once I learned to love myself and, and, see, and really see myself for this amazing human that I am and this amazing soul that I am, and and then I I realize that I can really love other people because I love myself first, and and we get so caught up because there's you know it has to do with the childhood traumas with patterns from uh, the, the way our we saw our parents living their life and we think that's the way you're supposed to be so we fall on in fall into these patterns and get caught up in these. Uh, truths right that we believe but they're not really truths because we need to wake up and see that everything we you need is inside of you Mm. the knowledge the love everything you see that's such a powerful empowering truth but it's not easy to apply that all the time it seems like we keep fluctuating kind of going in and out of that truth for some of us who, who know that is that because of the ego, Karina? That's because of the work of healing that's constant? Or there's something yes. else that gets in the way? Oh, uh, all of the above. You know, the ego 
you know, for, like like I said, it doesn't want you to have that clarity and and wants to be safe, and that what you know, what you've been doing is what how it feels safe. So it doesn't want you to change because it feels like oh you're not gonna need me anymore and then I'm gonna die. It's like no, I you know so. But um, one way to change your mindset about yourself, it's a little exercise you can do for 30 days. And uh, people say to look yourself in the mirror and say, I love you. But it's really powerful if you actually face your husband or your friend and do it for 30 days and, and do empowering affirmations. Like, I, I love Karina. Karina is amazing, right? And you say it to your husband. And every day you wake up after your coffee or whatever, and you do this little exercise for 30 days and you can really change your mindset. It's very powerful, but you have to do it, you know, and just, um, Karina is amazing. I love Karina. She's a, a powerful human being who touches a lot of people's lives. And then because your brain doesn't know when you, what do you say? That's why we should never say anything negative about ourselves because your brain doesn't know if you're joking or not. It believes yeah. everything you're saying to it. That's true. Ah, so, yeah, yeah. so it's very important to only say, that's why I no longer watch TV. I don't no longer, um, watch the news or anything that's negative because the mind is subjective and it believes, it starts believing things. So that's why it's so important to feed only with positive, good things. Right. Yes. 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 A billion times. <laughs> Keep saying yes. yes, you forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's a beautiful practice though. It sounds very simple too. I love the, the simplicity of it. That's one that I, I definitely will apply. And, you know, I, I have a lot of rituals and practices. I, I, I mean, this is my passion. This is what I live for. But it's, yeah, you're right. It's just the brain, the mind is all over the place a lot of times. It's absorbing things. I don't watch TV also for a reason and all that. But it's the subconscious too that keeps coming back. What a fantastic journey, I have to say. <laughs> it's a fun one too, right, Karina? This. Oh, it's been amazing. I, uh, like I said, there's no turning back now. Um, it's only moving forward and just getting better and better. And I love it. It's very powerful. And it's, it's sometimes, you know, you get to a point where you, you want to do like a, a, a really big jump, but you have to learn because you're like, oh, I, 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 I want more because you've done so much. You want more, but you have to be patient, you know, everything in its own time yeah. and just steady steady. Yes, yes. I absolutely love everything about you. It's Oh, um, thank yeah, you. It's so beautiful. What's not to love about what are you doing, what do you stand for, uh, your vision, your mission, the way you speak about these things. The, your book is beautifully written too. It's very honest. I love that. It's very simple, very, very straight to the point. And you tap a lot into Tons of spiritual practices, well-being practices, and just fundamental truth from, from my perspective. You, you just go on and on and on, you know, speaking about these things. Then when I read, I was like, oh, this is true too. I actually have here tons of the, too many notes, actually. There's one part of the book, I don't remember exactly where. I think you talking about John here. You say, love isn't defined by the absence of imperfections but by the willingness to grow and heal together. That also caught my attention. That made me think about vulnerability, just being open. That mm -hmm. has so much power and we don't, some of us don't realize that. 
And that's why there's a lot more women into this work than men, because men have a hard time. They feel like showing vulnerability is a weakness, right? But it's not it actually shows strength to us. It shows strength. So it's really powerful when you find a partner who is willing to go through the, the, the work with you, the healing work with you. Yes, yes. Oh my God. Yes, Karina. Yes. I'm bringing my husband into this. It's little by little. He's 64. So it's like, uh, hasn't been, it's not easy for him. I know the older you get, right? It's, um, yes. The ego becomes more resistant to a lot of things. Yes. We're almost at the end. I do have the ending questions for you, but I wanted to mention something, something else in your book that caught my attention. I mean, I, I just had it here. You quoted Rumi. Uh, he said, silence is the language of God. Oh, else is poor translation. Mm-hmm. That uh, it stopped me too. I was like, "Gosh, that's so true." <laughs> yes. Silence is the language of God. Oh, else is poor translation. To be in to be in stillness, to be with comfortable being with yourself, and 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 just enjoying the moment. And and it's it's okay to sometimes just do nothing but enjoy your own company. And, and contemplate this gift, right, that we have. Yeah, yes, again, <laughs> forever, yes. Yeah, that, I mean, there's so much wisdom there, timeless wisdom. Thank you so much again for being open to life to this point. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. I love, I, like I said, I've been watching your podcast. I love your message. I love the space you're holding and the, all your guests are amazing. Just a lot of knowledge, a lot of power there. Oh my God. Yeah. It's my sacred space. It's my sacred community, I call it. I, actually, mm-hmm. I, I look at that way. When I see my guest's face, there's always a smile on my face. And then I just realize later, like, wait a minute, you just kind of, you know, almost being happy for no reason. Because I don't even know why um, the heart opens when I look at your face. My God. Yeah, it's almost like, um, yeah, it is like seeing the essence that's in me, you know, that the pure, the love. <laughs> I just see that everywhere. I, I can't help, especially in people who are doing this work. I guess I see it everywhere too, but it's not as, rec- I don't recognize it the same way in a sense of opening the heart immediately. Mm-hmm. So it has been incredible. Thank you so much for being part of this, Karina. Yeah. It's very much needed in our reality. Yeah, because um, I'm going to leave you with a little quote. I'm not, I'm not what I think I am. You are what you think I am. Say that again. <laughs> I've never heard that before. This is your quote? This is your... No, no, no. It's something that I saw somewhere. I'm not what you think I am. So I, you are, you, you are what you think I am. So what you see in others is what you are. So you see mm. so much goodness in yeah. people because you are good. <sighs> So that's, the, it's almost a reflection of that, right? That exactly. essence that I see is the, there. Is the ah. mirror, right? Is the mirror. Yeah. You see in people what you are. Mm. And that's what's, um, it's amazing when you're able yeah. to see goodness in people is because you yourself is goodness. Oh. You are connected. So, mm, yeah, that's beautiful though. So that's my prayer, I guess. The vision is to see that everywhere all the time, you know, in my husband. <laughs> Why is it so hard yes. sometimes to see that in him? <laughs> Like yes. I see in you, I don't even know you, but I'm like, ah. And then when I look at my husband's face, sometimes I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> so it's the subconscious. You see, it's healing, isn't it? That gets yes. in the way, right? The obstacle. We need to clear that. Lo- 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 <laughs> lo- love what is. 
love your husband for who he is because the only person you mm. can change is yourself. Mm. And by changing yourself, yeah. you can change him too, you know, but focus on yourself. Yes. Stay, stay in your business. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. Mind your own business. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, great suggestion. Thank you again. No, but it's, that's what Byron Katie said. She said, if you, when you're trying to to work on someone and they're not, you're in their business. When you're in their business, you're not living your business. So, you know, it's just not not even binding your business, but stay in your business. Just work on yourself, and everything else will come. Yes, right. It's, it's a lot more profound than just minding your business. It's just yes. yeah, right. Wow, it has been wonderful to be in your presence, listen to you, to you know, to smile here and open the heart and laugh. <laughs> Thank you so much again, and we'll be in touch again. Where's the best place to find more information about you, Karina, besides the website? But please mention that as well. Uh, yeah, www.karina.life, K-A-R-I-N-A.life. Um, yeah, that is actually the best. I mean, I also have um, uh, Karina Curry uh, Facebook page and Instagram page. Uh, but but if you want to you know, know more about me or talk to me, uh, Go to my website. You can book a, a 30 minute free call to see if we're, you know, for connected, if we're, if we are fit to work together, but I am here to serve. Ah, wonderful. I'll have those links on your podcast profile. They will be published yeah. within two to three weeks, but I'll have everything there. Thank you so much again for your presence and we'll talk soon. Bye for now, Karina. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Karina Curry and her work, please visit karina.life backslash home one. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.